0: This episode of Horror Movie Talk is brought to you by two schlubby guys. Two schlubby guys got together about a year ago and decided they might be gay for each other, but they had to hide it. How would they do it? Go to bars? David liked the idea, but Bryce couldn't stand the taste of alcohol. Meet at church? Bryce was down, but David had a Baphomet tattoo on his shoulder and no shirts with sleeves of any kind. Wait a minute... What about starting a podcast? Okay, seems like good enough cover to me, but what would be the topic? How about the thing that got them the most hot and bothered? Horror movies. Now that the secret is out, how will their families survive? Who will raise their children now that their wives will surely leave them? It's time for the fans to step up to the plate because our families will eventually fall apart due to our homosexual love for each other, it's time for the fans of Horror Movie Talk to start supporting the show. Patrons, Amazonzers, zers lovers, for the love of horror movies, do it for the kids! Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bryce Hansen, who holds a Ph.D. in spookology, and Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. New theatrical releases always get priority, but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. I'm David Day. And I'm Bryce Hansen. And, boy, do we got a good show of coming up for you today. It's a clip show slash
1: anniversary special. Yeah, we don't have that many clips because we're too lazy to pull them, but we're going to... It's a retrospective. It's a
0: retro, it's year in review,
1: which yeah. is what we do. We review, and this year, we're reviewing it. So, last, the first episode we released was uh, July 24th, 2018. Yee. And uh, this show is going to come out on the 31st. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we wanted to do do a retrospective of all the episodes we've done and all the lessons we've learned along the way.
0: All the valuable lessons we've learned. But first, before we do that, make sure to check out our website. As always, it's at HorrorMovieTalk.com. Uh, Go there to find links to all of our social media. Also, every review comes out with a blog post, and uh, each blog post has a bunch of videos and pictures, pretty pictures to look at. Uh, We post new episodes every single Wednesday, except for this week. This week, if you notice, I don't know if you did, we released one on Monday for Dead Night. Holy shit. So Dead Night was the third episode
1: that we recorded. Okay, third episode that we recorded. Ever so, this was recorded a year ago. I was actually kind of surprised at how much of the episode template we already had down back then. Yeah, I think
0: that's due mostly to you. You had a pretty good idea for. I mean, I mean, I I had some strong opinions about about how spoilers should go uh-huh. and and that kind of stuff. But uh, but I think you had the.
1: the it took us. It took a while. I think it took till. Can you hear me on yours? Yeah, I can hear you really. Okay. Well. Um, took till episode like eight or nine, I think, before we really got it nailed down the different sections with with actual, um, intro music for everything. Yeah. But yeah, even just the, the beginning and end was relatively dialed in a lot quicker than I remember.
0: So if you want to hear a little time capsule capsule from, uh, our early, early recordings, we did release that uh, on Monday this week, Dead Night. It is a hot fucking mess of yeah, a it's, movie. It's
1: a D movie. And uh, I'm sad I
0: didn't give it a lower score. Yeah. Uh, because. I, I,
1: I think like I, I can say that that is the worst movie that we've reviewed. Probably. Yeah. 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 It was a hot mess starring Barbara Crampton. So. Yeah. You know, yeah, if that was, does anything for you. Yeah, whatever.
0: Um, so, so like I said, we post new episodes every Wednesday. So make sure to subscribe to us on the podcast platform of your choice and review or rate or whatever it is you need to do to give us five stars because you know we're worth it. <clears throat> As I said, we got a great show for you today. Um, let me switch. here. This is not a normal episode of Horror Movie Talk. So if you're coming into this, if this is your first episode of Horror Movie Talk, this isn't the norm. This is a different thing that we do, kind of occasionally we do a, a slightly different format than normal, but this is a celebratory episode, and... Um, did you think we would get this far, Bryce? Did you think we'd make it a full year?
1: Um, I had my doubts early on, but yeah, once we got into the swing yeah. of things, I think, I think most podcasts don't make it after like a couple months, like that after, makes sense. after two months. Um, I think after two months we realized like, oh, this is, this is a pretty fun. big commitment. Yeah. I mean oh. in terms of like <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Yes, it's fun. But like it's a pretty big commitment in terms of Time. Time Investing. and um investment. Getting a process. Yeah. Like you have to have a process for it to work. Yeah. And you have to be on the same page. So Yeah, I don't think a lot of podcasts make it to the year point, so it's worth celebrating.
0: Yeah, for sure. During this special anniversary episode, we will be talking about what we liked and hated about the year, mostly in movies. We will also talk about surprises that we had during the year, upsets and whatnot. And we will be talking about what we have done and what we hope to do in the upcoming year of our Lord, uh, 2019-2020. I got to say, man, I'm a little bit worried about our announcer um, Brennan is getting kind of squirrely, man. He's calling us gay and, and all that stuff. I mean, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with being gay, but, like, we aren't gay, and, like, certainly not for each other. So, I mean, I've got kids,
1: you know? I mean, it's a little confusing because we've never mentioned Brennan before.
0: I mean, yeah, that can announcer. be... Right, I mean, that... Sure, but, I mean, you don't you don't talk about the help, you know, especially when they're there. <laughs> like Brennan man I am I'm really sorry to like bring this up. And I know you, I know the limelight is not your thing.
1: Yeah, he's our announcer and producer. So every time that the levels aren't set well or someone forgets to increase the level when we intro ourselves, yeah, that's kind of on Brennan. I and mean, I don't want to throw not him kind under of, the bus. Not kind of. I mean, we cover for him though. We yeah. do.
0: You know, we you know, like like you're like when the levels aren't right you know right out like, the gate and you're like oops oh, oh fuck oh shit yeah
1: i mean it's you say it so that he has time to put those levels up yeah i mean it's been a year so it feels like you know we should be able to reveal that brennan has been here the whole time and weirdly he sounds a lot like you like half the time and a lot like me half the time i i mean that seems
0: i don't i don't hear it That's what like one of those things where like this weekend, somebody um, in my family was like, do you, do you believe you sound that way? You know how you record your voice and then you, and then when you listen to it, I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, I just can't get over how I sound. I'm like, I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, I know what you're talking about, but it's just, I just accept it. And so with, with a thing where, you know, I hear Brennan talk to me and his voice sounds different than how my voice sounds to me. I don't know. It's just one of those things. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it is a little confusing that Brennan said our, you know, feelings. Mm. You know, what did he say here? So, yeah.
0: uh, the horror, horror movie talk started with, um, nervous energy and, uh, the desire to work with each other. Uh, and to date, uh, Bryce, we have reviewed fifty-three movies. If you count the bonus episode, Dead Night that we released on Monday,
1: um, fifty-three movies, man. And then we yeah, had... and we we even started out every other week, so we didn't it, it didn't start out as a weekly podcast. The first couple months was biweekly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which and... was confusing to David and I early on because we've learned that biweekly means both twice a week. <laughs> As well as every other week. Right. That was an early miscommunication. I was like, no, let's just do bi-weekly. And, and David's like, oh, man, are you sure? I like, can't fucking like- do that. I got- and so we recorded, like, all these episodes up front. And I was like, I mean, we got a big backlog. And he's like, but we're doing a bi-weekly. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Uh, no, you're not stupid. We I looked it up, and it means both. Yeah, oh, it's a it, very, it's it actually very, means com- Yeah, that? it's very confusing. That's like that's It means horrible. twice a week and every other week. So, anyways, the first couple months was every other week, and then we decided, since we have this giant backload, probably, eh, just probably from there. our miscommunications about what the term biweekly meant... <laughs> We just decided to go weekly because we're stacking up so quickly. You schlubs
0: have uh, the 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 shittiness of the English language to thank for right. for our
1: weekly <laughs> podcast. Yeah, so Bryce is all sick today. He's I gross. know I'm, I'm going to be coughing every two minutes, and that's why my voice sounds more like Barry White right now. It's a very strange day because it's late July
0: and it's raining outside, and you're sick, right? <laughs> Which is just. Everything's
1: backwards. Yeah, Are
0: I'm you, gonna go down the list of movies that we've reviewed in the order that we've
1: let's do every other one. Them. You say one and I'll say one. Okay, it'll be exciting.
0: Oh, okay, so we got the the very first episode was The Devil's Doorway,
1: Unfriended, Dark Web, Slender Man, The Meg, The Little Stranger, The Nun,
0: The Predator, the the Evil Within. A lot of thes going on here. Hellfest, Spiral. Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich.
1: Halloween 2018. Halloween 1978. Suspiria 2018. Overlord. Hereditary. The Ritual. The House That Jack Built. Black Christmas, The Original. We, we gotta get this out quick. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension. Gremlins. Bird Box. Escape Room.
0: Sleep Camp, Mandy. <laughs> Creepshow. Piercing. The Prodigy.
1: Happy Death Day to you. Summer of 84. Terrified. Us.
0: Pet Cemetery. Pet
1: Cemetery. 2009.
0: 19. The Wind. The Curse of Law, Yorona. Evil Dead. The
1: ruins. Kuso. Tetsuo the Iron Man. Brightburn. Ma. The Perfection. <coughs> the Dead Don't Die. Child's Play, The Original. And. <laughs> 1029 2019 uh Annabelle comes home Midsummer The
0: Killing of a Sacred Deer Gremlins 2 and finally Dead Night brings us to this
1: week Lots of So yeah I mean just a year and a little over a year's worth of episodes 50 if you do your math Yeah This should be the 52nd if we did a weekly podcast and we started a year ago
0: well um there's two other episodes in there as well right so there's the the horrific beginnings of horror movie talk which is
1: oh you didn't count those i count those as episodes because, well i count
0: those as episodes but they're not movies that we've right. reviewed um so that one was like episode 16 or 17 around there and uh and it just kind of did uh it's a it's a great starter episode for those of you who you know, if, if you're new to this podcast right now, if you go back and listen to the horrific beginnings of horror movie talk, then it'll outline our tastes for you kind of in horror.
1: Yeah, it's a good intro to the podcast. I don't think we ever really push it as that, but we probably should. Yeah. If you go on the website, I think it'll, if you look at one of our profiles under About Us, mm-hmm. it'll have a link to it on either one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's worth it because we outline what we really enjoy about horror movies personally. It gives you an idea of where we're reviewing from, right? Because, you know, everybody doesn't have the same taste. Some people really, really don't like horror movies, and some people really, really do like horror movies. And then within that, there's all sorts of different, uh, you know, tastes that are, that are within. And so you get to learn a little bit more about our style in that episode. And then there's another episode that we did right around Oscar, or Academy Award time. Um, right. That was a movie review grab bag. That Yeah. Was it was just, kind
1: of a catch up of the year up to that point and talking about Oscars.
0: Yeah. Like what, like other movies that yeah. we like, not in the horror genre necessarily. And other horror movies that we, that we didn't get a chance to review, but had watched anyway.
1: And we've learned that, Looking at our download download numbers, no one really cares about those two episodes, so I'm not expecting this episode to take off. Yeah, in it's, a huge way,
0: <laughs> it's weird. Um, but I, I mean, I guess it, I guess it stands to reason. It's just, um, it's just a matter of taste, man. Yeah. So like whatever.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it's that's one of the things early on people talked about was what what are your favorite movies to get a to get a grasp of what our taste is. Yeah people like lists especially when it comes to taste.
0: Yeah, there okay. will be a strong list of what we liked and hated about this year just coming up very shortly in this right. episode, so. Um but before we get to that, um let's talk about our Patreon page. We are very lazy people, so it's impressive that we got a Patreon together. Right now, we still only we still only have that that one tier. The $5 a month tier, that does get you into the Horror Movie Talk founding members, members, members list, which means that very soon, I promise, it'll happen, very soon, we are going to branch that Patreon out into multiple tiers. But if you get in now on the bottom floor at $5 a month, you get to be to be included in all uh, bonuses that come from all tiers uh, forthcoming. Because you're in the Horror Movie Talk founding member list. And so get in on that. Um, It's a great way to support the show. Um, And, you know, we do put out a free podcast. And any support you can give us, we certainly do appreciate. You can also support the podcast by buying anything or renting anything on Amazon. Uh, As long as you go to our website, HorrorMovieTalk.com, and click through the green button in the header. And finally... Uh, you can support us and get access to great streaming horror content by going to Shudder, S-H-U-D-D-E-R, dot com and entering H-M-T at checkout. That'll get you 30-day free trial instead of that seven-day free trial that we just wish would die and go to hell. Um, so, you know, go ahead and head on over to Shudder. Uh, they just all, I, I believe... Um, I believe this week on Shudder they threw in uh Nightmare on Elm Street 1 through 6. So you can you can binge like a significant portion of the Nightmare on Elm Street uh series on Shudder right now and you can do it for free if you enter HMT at checkout. Um also they got, you know, they got the <coughs> Critters show, a new binge. They got uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they got all kinds of crazy cool crap oh they got basket case which is a romp man let me tell you you if you haven't seen basket case great s- classic goofy slasher very in the vein of sleepaway camp yeah we got to review that it's whack i really wanted to review that one eventually so thanks again for listening and let's get into the
1: show what's the next portion of this show bryce Um, well, you set it up, so I'm going to read what you wrote. Oh, okay. The most hated movies of the year. So is this our most hated or by download numbers?
0: No, this is our most hated. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not,
0: I don't count download numbers.
1: So what is, why don't you start with your absolute most hated one? I fucking hated Dead Night. I hated that movie.
0: It was, it was confusing, but it was, it was like, okay, so we had just started horror movie talk. We were so excited to be watching horror movies and reviewing them and writing down little notes about it and being like, oh boy. So it was, watching this movie was tinged with like an unfair amount of excitement. Uh Uh-huh. We were sitting at my house with my wife and we were watching it. Oh, it's a crazy. Oh, well, this is kind of,
1: this is weird. Oh, this is. This is bad. Yeah. See, I I think I had a little more exposure to like actually bad horror movies. Yeah, I think so. Like just terrible B-level I think horror th- movies. I think
0: that was that it had been a, a previous goal of yours was to see very bad
1: yeah. movies. And we've learned that that's no longer a goal. Like <laughs> I was listening to our original intro and it talks about we like seeing good movies and bad movies so horrible that they're Fun to watch, and we've definitely moved away from that because we've learned that it's a real chore to watch terrible movies. So when we have a list of movies that we need to see, I think we definitely deprioritize the ones that are yeah that we know are going to be bad. Yeah, because it's a uh, our podcast, and f- oh man, fuck those movies! Right. And the other thing that we've deprioritized is monster movies. Apparently, because we we keep skipping. It, the monster based horror movies,
0: yeah. I mean, we just did it with Crawl too, yeah, and
1: with Crawl that
0: was unintentional. That just happened to line up with like My Vacation, right? You
1: know? And uh, we haven't done any of the Godzilla movies, yeah, and that would be technically within the genre, yeah. Um, but yeah, Dead Dead Night was a huge
0: clusterfuck I can't, <laughs> of a movie. I can't even I can't even really categorize
1: in terms Dead in terms of quality. It was a night it was it's a probably ni- it's probably the worst cuz it's it's confusing and it looks bad. Mhm. And it's yeah, it's just bad. It's the- 1990s Stephen King <coughs> made for TV level bad. Right. The only other one that's as bad in terms of clusterfuckness of like the is there, is
0: our next movie that we're going to talk about, I would
1: assume. Is No. Oh, okay. Go on. Mine, my number. Oh. Well, no. Actually, this isn't my number one, but this is the closest to the terrible quality is Spiral. Yeah, Spiral's really bad. Spiral was an independent movie that we got sent, and this was another early lesson, which was- I love this lesson. We do not want to review independent horror movies. Mm -hmm. Like, there is such a glut- of horror movies that come out during the year, as well as a backlog of, of just classic horror movies that we need to watch and review. It's really interesting that there's no reason to review independent horror movies that you know are not going to be that great. So if, okay, so let me explain something to our listeners just so that they have a little bit
0: of, of an idea about like what's going on kind of behind the scenes in the independent horror movie. I'm probably, and probably independent movie, um, Uh, arena right if you start a podcast and name it a genre review show right so horror movie talk you're going to instantaneously get seemingly big big people like people who have made things that will that will hit you up and be like hey man can you review my new movie and you'll be like you made a
1: movie and they'll be like Yes. Well, I wouldn't say seemingly big people. Like, it was pretty obvious to me that these are... I'm not, I'm not... not. It's, it's impressive to have made a movie, is it not? Yes, that is very impressive. That is true.
0: And so, to me, that that's like, holy shit, like, this, like, independent... And independent has a
1: romantic kind right. of t- stamp on it right. a little bit. Because you independent spans the gap between me and my friends picked up right. a VHS camcorder... <laughs> And made a movie, as well as like Suspiria, right? You know, <laughs> it's like there is a pretty wide gap between those. And so you get you get all
0: these independent directors and uh, producers who are who are just dying to get some exposure for their tiny uh, movie. And let me tell you, m- more often than not, the reason it's tiny is because it's bad. Uh, I don't. I can't say that with absolute certainty, but I can tell you that I don't want to hurt well, these people by telling people how it is. I'm not going to review their. I'm not going to get their movie on, on a you know on what seems like um, their goodwill. Like, hey, I'll give it to you like a month before it's released on Amazon. Like, cool, man, that's really nice. So you can review it ahead of time and give it hype, right? Like, give it a great score. It's like, no, I'm gonna give it the score that it deserves, and that's a one.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, being being a horror movie reviewer, you feel kind of pressure to be an advocate of the genre and try to hype up horror movies in general. And uh, in general, horror movies are kind of bad. <laughs> I, mean, yeah, man. I mean, if you're going to take them on the whole, uh, horror movies are lower budget. Yeah. Uh, less effort is put into... Acting. all aspects. Yeah, all aspects. Of everything. And uh it's uh it's kind of turned the corner where where studios are investing a little more and taking a little more care yeah. in the genre, but on a whole if you're to average them out, oh, like horror movies are not great quality, you know, and don't, on the aver- in the aggregate. Right, and I'm aggregate. I'm including I'm including all straight to video. Right horror movies all independent movies that you never see that's a really important distinction because people will hear
0: will hear him say that and be like oh bryce thinks that horror movies are overall bad and and your interpretation of overall of the horror movie movie genre is very different from bryce's because bryce has seen the bottom of the barrel Mm -hmm. and he's seen how large it is the bottom of the horror movie barrel is Massive. There are so many titles that have come out between 1970 and today that you've never even heard of. Some that even haven't even seen the light of day. They've just sat in their box on a shelf somewhere far away for a long, long time. Watch Red Letter Media. They have tons of this kind of weird stuff. Yeah. And you'll never know about it, but for the most part, all of it is bad. <laughs> and that's what makes our show so special because we focus on... At least a little bit above that.
1: (laughs) Right. I think uh, focusing on new releases that are in theaters is a pretty safe bet that it gives you a pretty good uh, spectrum because there are bad movies that come out in the theater that are horror movies. And then there are really good ones. Um, But it doesn't usually plumb the depths. Right. Um, which Spiral lived in. So I felt kind of bad that we reviewed that movie because the filmmaker actually reached out to us directly and asked us to. Joe Clark. Shout out to Joe. And it was, I mean, he was very gracious afterwards, but yeah, we did not like that movie in the slightest. I mean, it it was bad. Yeah. (laughs) In terms of the worst theatrical release movies. Here we go. There we're getting, here we go. What do you say? What's what's the
0: worst theatrical release movie that we've... Uh...
1: I mean, I'm looking at this list. You have, you have one picked out, and out of the list, I can't find one that I would even put close to it. Slenderman oh, was the worst. Fucking A, man. Slenderman was so
0: bad. Oh, man, and that was rough because it was, like, the third episode or something like that, maybe the s- second or third episode that we released, and it was like,
1: is this what this is going to be? Like, I've seen a lot of horror movies. This seems fucking terrible. Like, goo Yeah, that was just a huge nothing burger. I think that movie was also gutted by the studio to make it uh, PG-13 instead of an, an R, and I don't think it was... I don't. It was probably one of those situations where it was barely an R. Yeah. What are you looking at?
0: Oh, nothing. I was just looking at my quote. Oh, okay.
1: Um, it was just barely an R, and then MPA just said, no, it's a little too too much. And then the studio just said, like... But well, we this, need kids to watch this, well, goddammit. This, this movie kind of fucking sucks, so we're not going to do another, like... Yeah. Put a lot of effort into it, so let's just cut out... Let's just cut it up. All the interesting parts out of it and all the connective tissue about the plot it's the perfect example put that out
0: yeah it's the perfect example and and it's genius on their part because it did not need to make sense all it needed was the
1: name right that's all it needed it was so exploitative but also it was like two or three years late oh really slender man no i mean just like in terms of the slender man meme yeah it was way late to the show. No one cared or talked about Slenderman anymore. At three years late, it was
0: like fucking ten years late. Like I remember my nephew as a as a little kid. Like he's he's an adult now, and I remember him as a little kid being like, "Have you heard of fucking Slenderman?" And I was like, "Yeah." He'd be like, "That shit's scary, yo." <laughs> but now he's an adult, <laughs> you know. So I don't know. Uh, Slenderman was definitely bad. Um, another one of the things that I wanted to mention was there was kind of a doldrums for us, both in terms <laughs> of uh, of uh, downloads and in terms of just interesting movies. And it was February into March when there was a four movie stretch of w- that we did. The Prodigy, which was hard, man. And then we did Happy Death Day to you, which was fun, but it wasn't anything re- of uh, substantive of, of any. And then Summer of '84, which was eh, you know it was fine. I think I gave it like a seven. Which by the books, I I think I I might go down to a six now, um, just because it was kind of meh. And then uh, and then also Greta, and
1: God, all of those were just kind of
0: just uninteresting and not not fun to to review.
1: Yeah, what would you what would you say as is, is the most mediocre movie that we've reviewed? <laughs> I I um I have one that's just like it's either it's so it's so mediocre that it's this it's, like it's a textbook it's case. disappointing that you can't get more excited yeah, about that's it. Yeah, it's The Prodigy. The Prodigy. Yeah. is yeah. the most <laughs> mediocre cuz it's like it's good enough quality to where you can't say it's bad. Yeah, they they crossed their T's and dotted their I's, but with...
0: But, like... To what end? To what end? Like, to, on sentences that no one cared about, you know? Like, oh, man. They could have put a heart for those dots on those eyes. I's, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... But also... um Man, the, the Curse of La Llorona was fucking average as shit, too. and <laughs> yeah. But it made me angry for some reason. Um, I think because it felt like a huge waste of time. It, that, like, the whole thing was just so... Like, they didn't try at all. Like, there was some effort in The Prodigy, but... Man, I really... The Curse of La Llorona.
1: Ugh. Um, I, I don't think I said my most hated one. And this is... We could transition to, to a new section. The most painful experience oh. to watch and review. See, but this show... Okay, go on. Um, my most hated one, and me and David disagreed on it probably the most... The most. ...was Kuso. Oh, man. What I, a what a breath of fresh air. <laughs> I... No, actually, no. Did I give Kuso a worse review than Tetsuo? Yeah, I think you did. Or, I don't... You really disliked Tetsuo. I really hated... No, I think I really hated Tetsuo. That was the most painful experience because I just couldn't care. I was just like, God damn it. This <laughs> It feels like someone's just stabbing shards of garbage cans into my skull <laughs> for like an hour and a half. That's exactly the experience of that movie. Yeah, and uh, I just, I don't get the, the overload and, and you're all about the overload, just um. as like the Aesthetic experience of too much. Yeah, too
0: much. It always has to be too much. Uh, you know, the exception to that is gore. Like, extreme gore. Right. I'm not into that so much.
1: Yeah, and somehow I am. Yeah. That's,
0: that's okay for me. Man, Kuso... Okay, Tetsuo was grating and terrible, but it was supposed to be. You know, I mean, both of them right, were grating right. and terrible, and they were supposed to be. But it also <coughs> held some uh, some genre significance in terms of,
1: like... Because people said it does,
0: right? Because people say say it does. I mean, it's it's when your when your movie gets frequently compared to a Racerhead. I mean, you just you've won. You know, you just have won. Uh, So because because the whole point of a Racerhead was to almost create a genre like this. You know, like just be upset, just be upset. Yeah, this
1: describes the worst parts of life, and so that that month that we did. We did Kuso and Tetsuo back to back. In one, and that was, one day. That was the most miserable that I've been on the show. And I've another lesson learned is don't do that. Like we have to watch like a palatable movie if we're going to watch a really, truly like challenging or painful movie. See, that's a lesson that you learned. While I did not enjoy Tetsuo,
0: I didn't I didn't totally hate it. But I loved Cuso. And I think this'll transition us nicely into the next segment, which is the most loved movies of the year. And Kuso is is right up there for me. It's like a seven or an eight, but more than that, it made me elated. Like Cuso was all farts and poop and uh and uh just jokes on jokes on jokes. It was uh it was hilarious to me. It was it was like a it was like a really over the top metal album that just that just went bananas. Right. And I love that. Um so what is your most loved that we've done? The most loved movie that we've done. Oh, this is it's This is a pretty close three-way tie, but I, I think it I think the winner has to be Hereditary.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean Hereditary is the reason why we started the podcast. Right. Yeah. Because we talked about it for like two hours after we saw it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Hereditary has to be like the best that we've reviewed. And it's kind of like the touchstone or like the... The high watermark. The high watermark. Yeah. Um, I know the ones that I had the most fun with and that I recommend the most. Yeah. To like when people are like what horror movie should I see? I think we're going to be they, the same on this. Because they've seen they've seen some. Right. And I the ones that I think, like, I did not know this existed right. until I started a horror movie podcast. Oh, I'm so happy. And started getting into a little deeper into the horror genre. <laughs> and there are memes inside, like, the horror crowd for a reason. Right. And uh, very tippy-top of that list of recommendations is... Sleepaway Camp. Okay, yeah. That was... The, that's that's mine too, the, <laughs> for sure. The most, like, if you want to see a horror movie that you should see, that's a completely new experience and delightful. Yeah. Sleepaway Camp. Uh, um, a tragic boating accident. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, a tragic boating accident? Uh,
1: and, uh... uh the <laughs> the other one that I always mention and uh, doesn't get enough love because it's a seasonal. Oh, one. B-
0: hey baby, this
1: is, is Silent Night, Deadly Night. I can't. I I think Silent Night, Deadly Night
0: may eke out over Sleepaway Camp. You know, camp actually, for me.
1: you know, when I think about it, I did like S- Silent Night, Deadly Night more. I was, it was crying. So, it was. I think I gave it like a nine or something. Yeah, I think it. Got I an- think I. I think I might change it to a 10
0: it's it's so perfect it's brilliant the silent night deadly night is the like i think about that so fondly watching that in like it was christmas time carrie was you know falling asleep on the couch like she does we were there was maybe snow in the air it just felt fucking perfect watching this movie at christmas time because it was so weird and uh and like such a, it was such a Mr. Sims. Oh, Mr. Sims! <laughs> It was such a, 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 um, like a horror genre recipe, but but with this weird care and twist that was put into it, like. Like whoever made this really cared about it a mm-hmm. lot. Right. You know what happens Christmas Eve, don't you? You know all about Santa Claus. He brings presents to all good boys and girls.
1: Hey. <laughs> Your daddy told you that, didn't he? Your daddy told you that, didn't he? <laughs> and then just in terms of like tonally consistent and uh just Really, painting with a really unique color. This movie is amazing. It really is. Especially, I loved the the part that like pushes it over the edge for me is the songs.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just demonstrates the amount of care and effort that goes into yeah. the whole m- movie.
1: Here's here's one. On this deep when
0: saints and angels sing among us, Holly hung just right, and faces bright with Christmas fever. Happy.
1: It's just so, it's so like specifically like weirdly off. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it sounds so Christmassy. Christmas fever. fever? What the fuck is that? What?
0: Yeah. And they went, they went to all this effort and, uh, and it really paid off in spades because, uh, like, it was sleeper in while I was watching it. Like, I was just having a good time while I was watching it. And at points, I was laughing in tears. Right. But um, it didn't leave, like, a huge impression on me. But looking back at it, I go, oh, I'm watching that every Christmas. Right, yeah. For I'm sure. I'm
1: definitely not going to watch Black Christmas again. Hell no. Yeah. May We'll probably watch the remake of Black Christmas, and maybe that's better, but... Black Christmas falls into the mediocre tub for me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Sleep, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I will watch that every Christmas. I, I hope. I hope I can. I, it's kind of hard to get your
0: hands on it. I think. Yeah. Um. Just recently, it was made uh, available on Blu-ray. Right. And then also uh, available on digital.
1: Like for a long time, it was just not available. Right. At all. <laughs> So yeah and and learning about the history of that one specifically of just it opened the same week as Friday or as Nightmare on Elm Street yeah and it outperformed it destroyed the it the first week yeah and then the uproar around an evil Santa Claus from like the Committee of Parents of more America. more
0: controversial than Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They they got it pulled because they hated the the ad for the movie so much that it showed a scary Santa Claus right around Christmas. Right. That uh they pulled the movie. And so it never it never got its due. It was It was in m- terms of like an eighties horror film, like it's better than most. Yes. Oh yeah. And of and I'm, I'm talking of the legendary eighty horrors movies. Yeah. Horror movies, like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, I I can't think of any or gremlins or, you know, just stuff that you associate with, like, these are the tentpole the 80s... Quintessential. ...horror movies. Silent Night, Deadly Night is better than most of those. Yes. And, you know, releasing against
0: Nightmare on Elm Street and being more controversial than a killer dead pedophile, like... Mm, right. That what? How, How'd you pull that one off? But they did they did they got they got uh they got pulled from a bunch of theaters for that um so yeah so, uh i we both agree sleepaway camp and silent night deadly night are absolute must watches uh from both of us another one that i will mention um as like probably probably the scariest movie i've seen in recent memory is terrified um terrified was, I just like out of the blue, I just had heard a lot about it. Um, kind of from some horror subreddits and stuff like that. And, uh, man, did it, it just like, so I didn't have any real expectations and I didn't have any knowledge of it. Really. I was just like, Oh, I have seen this around and it's on shutter and, uh, and it is on shutter right now. Um, and man, is that movie just a powerhouse of scares. That
1: one really impressed the hell out of me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think of what the scariest one for me is. Um hmm. It's probably terrified. I would imagine. Yeah, see that's the other thing that I've learned about being a movie reviewer is it's colored your my opinion of the movie is so colored by my condition while watching it. Yeah because I'm very guilty of watching it when I'm really tired. Yeah, you are. And I'm just like I'm just watching this cuz I have to. Yeah, to you watch it. terrified on your phone in bed. <laughs> it's very very much like How do I know that? I don't know that for sure. Never mind. When you're assigned a a book to read in English class, yeah, even though it's a great novel, it's like how much are you really going to enjoy it when it's mandatory? Right. To read and so there's some of that that creeps in to my opinions of the movies, and I think Terrified was one of those where I was like, "All right,
0: this yeah.
1: is this is something. It it's very good, and I and I liked it, but I just couldn't care about it that much. But for some reason, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night just delighted me so much. The um, so
0: the, the other movies that uh, that I can recall. F- From long ago, not necessarily long ago, but, like, uh, movies that I hold in as high-tier, very scary horror movies are, like, Wreck. Um, That's one of them, uh, which is the movie that Quarantine was based on. It's a Spanish movie uh, as well. And uh, that one scared the pants off of me. Also, Paranormal Activities. Uh, I'm a big sucker for those. So... Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of other ones, you know, like then there's the big ones like The Witch, uh, that one, that one really tickles me quite a bit too, so.
1: Yeah, I think Hereditary is just the one that scared me most. Yeah,
0: yeah, me too, because it taps into something more than just, than just alarming, it taps into something truly horrifying, which is your family falling apart. Right. Uh, and you uh, being unable to stop or control any aspect of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a real too close to home scare. I think there's two things about when people ask about what's a scary horror movie or what's the scariest horror movie that you've seen. It's it's not a fair question. It's, it's a it's a hard fight because number one. If you see a lot of horror movies, you get the tropes, and you're not scared at, scared of them anymore, right. you know. And it's harder to be affected by stuff that genuinely is scary. Yeah, but it's, it's just, not scary to you. It's just a anymore. formula that you're so so well versed in that. And there's that's like the first threshold for me, and and you see on um, the horror subreddits of people saying, "I never get scared of any horror movies." Give me. The scariest horror movie, because I want to be scared again. And the answer is, well, you're just not going to be. You'll never be scared again. You will you you probably won't be scared in the same way as you were when you're, like, 11.
0: Your expectations are incorrect. Like, you should just go into movies with, like, I want to have fun. Like, yeah. just just sit here and tell me a story.
1: The other areas for me that unlock that again is either, one, supernatural, or... Just paranormal stuff that yeah. can't be explained and is just kind of creepy. But even then you get, there's tropes and stuff that you, you know, it's, it's hard to get scared at paranormal, paranormal activity movies anymore. Cause you know all the tricks. Yeah. And the other one that gets unlocked that I don't think really goes away as much is once you're a parent mm-hmm. and th- you start Woo. seeing stuff that's around family or children that unlocks, like, a whole new primal area in your brain that really can scare you. Yeah. And that's something that I see in in younger people that don't have kids. Right. They're just not scared of the movies that I am. Right. Because they just don't understand. It's not even what that they don't like, understand. It's that they can't relate. They can't relate. They've never felt the terror of, where is my child right now? Oh, yeah. Or... Like, he was just here. Like
0: here's here's one for you. Here's one that doesn't that won't make any sense to somebody who doesn't have a kid or doesn't have responsibility of a small child. imagine, uh, imagine a small person who's capable of running, all right and, and and they're totally you can't predict their their behavior at all. One thing you can certainly almost always predict. as soon as they have free is, is they're free of you a little bit? They're gonna try and kill themselves. They're gonna run into the street. Like specifically the street. Like we're just talking about the street right now. Right. And you go and to you you go, Okay, well just you hold on to them anytime you're near a street. Bitch, you're near a street all the time, and you have to let go of that child at some point. There's streets everywhere, and sometimes the street is a quarter mile away, and you turn your head for 10 seconds, and that kid is an eighth of a mile away towards that street, and you're like, oh no, I have to save my child from running into the magnet of a street. Like,
1: yeah. and uh, there's that movie, There's Something Wrong With Kevin. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's two aspects. Number one, like protecting your child and having it completely helpless and also like unaware of how much in danger it is. That's one aspect of it. Bird Box did a great job of tapping yeah, into that. Yeah. And then the other aspect is all children are psychopaths or sociopaths when they're younger. And you just when you're raising children, you're in a constant worry that your kid is going to grow up to be a sociopath and yeah. not grow out of it. Yeah. Um so movies like um you know Rosemary's Baby or um The Omen where it's just a child that something's off about him and you're like well that's like universal if you if you're a parent your your child will do something truly like disturbing. Whoa. Like cuz it made him laugh and you're like why did it make you laugh to push over your brother and really hurt him. Like he's, he's in agony right now. And she's like, (laughs) I
0: know. Yeah. Isn't it great? And you're like, Jesus fucking shit. What's the matter with you? Look at him. He's a
1: little baby. Yeah. So, uh, there's that aspect of what if they don't grow out of it? Or what if I don't, despite all my efforts to teach them how to be a good person, that they become the spawn of the devil. It's (laughs) that is the truly most existential dread, feeling that Bryce you can feel tapping into the core of my yeah. soul right now <laughs> man yeah <laughs> um uh, uh, but, but somehow the the prodigy was still just a terrible movie <laughs> <laughs> it sure was or mediocre at least for as in terms of
0: movies that i just had fun with i was just so elated that they exist um may they may not be technically the very best, but I'm so happy that I watched them because they bring me a lot of joy. One of them is obviously Cuso. I've talked about that already a horrifically gross movie but uh but man if you're into dark comedy uh, and farts then bingo Cuso. another one is Creep show and uh, another one is The Predator. I had a blast at uh, at with Creep show and with the Predator. The Predator was the first movie we went to see on release night, so Thursday night before, quote-unquote, the the release day of Friday. And uh, there was a big big turnout, and I hadn't really been a part of that before, and that played into a, a little bit. It's also just goofy as shit, so.
1: Yeah. So these are movies that surprised us? Is that what we're going for?
0: I mean, yeah, movies that were... uh, So the next segment is uh, stuff that surprises and upsets, right? So things that... uh, uh, Even about just podcasting in general, um, that surprised or upset us uh, or...
1: And and so, for example, like The Evil Within. Yeah, I was going to say, The Evil Within was... You know, you can't say it's a good movie. No. But it was surprising how much we could get out of it in terms of... Hilarity, interesting things. I think half of the drops that we use on regularity come from yeah the evil within because it's tasteless, but also very impressive at the same time. Right. It's
0: a very and and the evil within was di- directed or created by the oil baron's
1: chi- uh, grandchild. Boy, what was his? It was um, Ayers No, what's his name? It was the guy that they just put out a movie where his grandson was kidnapped, and they were ransoming him. Ransoming him. It was the one where Kevin Spacey was the grandfather, and then he was disgraced, and they brought in uh, what's his name? Oh yes, Um, the guy that was in Sound of Music, right? Directed by Ridley Scott. Anyways, that, the, the grandfather that that character was based off of, this, the director of The Evil Within was another one of his grandsons. Right. And he was, from from what I can gather, a rich kid, spoiled, wanted to make a movie, struggled with drug addiction, died, and they finished it after he died. Yeah. And he had been working on it for years and years. Yeah. And so it's... It was real. You can see it's a labor of love, but it is also a hot mess. But but it's also very interesting, very
0: creative and interesting, and and uses techniques in it that harken back to the eighties. Like they do some really impressive stop motion that looks, just you know, you know yeah. that look that stop motion has that makes it disturbing and
1: also a little. Yeah, the effects are great, and this is this was an interesting case of. The movie, the script, and the concept are kind of a hot mess. Yeah. It's very bad. But it was also a little self-aware of that. But you can see that it had an unlimited budget, which is not normal. Right. Like, they could spend a lot of money on locations and... Sets. Sets and and special special effects. effects. Yeah.
0: And, and and it was kind of self aware about how shitty it was too yeah. because it had that character. <laughs> What's that character? And he was like they were like, Call the police and he's like, I don't wanna like n- no, this is why why would I be in this movie? Like, ugh. He was just kinda of like he was accepting but hateful. <laughs> right. And uh yeah, that movie was a su- a surprise to me.
1: If you could stop that, that'd be great. I can't. Um Another surprise for me, um, a lot of these aren't, like, blow me out of the water right. great, but The Wind was surprisingly high quality for yeah, me. Yeah,
0: it sure was. It uh, it had the promise of that, you know? You know how you see a movie and you're like, oh, this is going to be good, and then usually it lets you down. Um, this one did not. The Wind uh, was a like a psychological thriller, mostly. But yeah. man, really well done. And uh, and it had an a supernatural element to it that was very hard to shake. You know, I was like, yeah, this is probably just this 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 bitch out there on the prairie being scared.
1: But also, boy, is it is it more than that? Yeah, it made me really interested in the uh the demons. folklore of demons in the old west, prairie demons. Yeah. Um another one that I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet. I'm a sucker for demons, man. Like demons.
0: I am so interested in this. It's what makes paranormal activity interesting. It's what makes the wind interesting. It's what, it's what makes all these things interesting to me because it's such a, it's such a vast and, and, um,
1: just a total evil concept, right? Yeah. Um, the other one that was really interesting to me that we reviewed that was kind of surprising and unique was uh, The House That Jack Built. Oh, man. Uh, this movie is my
0: most thought about movie that we've reviewed by leaps and bounds. Like, I think about this movie it, all the time. And I didn't like it watching it. And I don't think I would want to watch it again. Um, But, man, is it interesting. And uh, yeah. and just it plums like your imagination kind of... It makes you go and it's such an interesting character
1: piece. Right. Great acting. Great acting. Uh strange. Just really really great scenes in it. Um starts out pretty light. Super super dark comedy and then goes real dark. Yeah. And uh yeah, that ending. The ending was, was really The ending know, is I what think, made I think, it. I think that's what sold it for yeah, me.
0: Yeah, me too. Once once he he went to... Uh, he went down into hell and uh, and he was kind of being led through the labyrinth of, you know, the le- layers, levels of hell. I was. I was just uh, that's and that's the part that I think about because it brings it all into this like lofty concept area. Right. Which is like, oh, he was just like he was just bad or something. I Right. I can't I can't really recall exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um so what are what are the biggest lessons we've learned for our, from our first year in podcasting oh man that's a i um kind of want to go like behind the curtain like for for us what the what the experience of doing a podcast doing our first podcast ever and uh the emotional highs and lows of it yeah um i think that that might be the most where the, the biggest lessons learned for me are that we start out and, uh, it's mostly for us. It's mostly for a project that we just want, we wanted something to do together. Right. And, uh, we couldn't find like a business to do that we could agree on. Yeah. But talking about, it seemed like
0: too big. It seemed like too big of a, um, of a risk. Right. Or a commitment or something like that. But this is something ah,
1: yeah, we do that. Um, do the podcast, I think, like, the biggest, like, learning for me is that we figured out how to be a really good partnership. Yeah. Like, it took a while, too. Yeah, it did. And there was trust issues. Yeah. And lots of stuff behind the scenes where, like, had a couple real kind of uh, intense... Heart to heart moments, yeah, about expectations, about fears, and uh, opinions of each other, yeah, I guess, yeah, or baggage from previous experiences of working with each other and carpooling and whatever or, of of being a fr- of having a friendship, yeah, you know? and transitioning from a friendship where, like. It's important. You're committed, but you don't necessarily rely on that person for anything other than companionship. Right. And, you know, doing stuff every once in a while. When you shift it to, we're going to do something. We're We're going to do a creative
0: endeavor every week. And share responsibility for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's really... uh, It's a... I'm so glad that we did stick with it and did work through all those things. Because now I... I mean, obviously, more of that stuff will happen. Right. You know, more th- there will always be arguments and upsets and misunderstandings. But I feel much more well equipped to handle that, especially with you, and just in life in general. Yeah. You know, I feel like my ability to just go, "Hey, you know, I know, I know, we disagree about this, but like, you're my friend." Right. You know, and yeah. and whatever happens it'll be okay with us. Right. And I'm not going to let this, I'm not going to let whatever our disagreement is about this get in the way of that. And that, uh, that has been a huge, I think you're right. That's probably the biggest thing is learning how to be in a real partnership with someone else. Right. Like
1: who's yeah. not my wife. <laughs> I can't think of, cause I see on the, uh, our podcasting or our podcast subreddit, People saying, Hey, anyone wanna be a co host? I wanna start a podcast and I just think of that as the craziest yeah. idea. I can't imagine being on another podcast with just some other co host. It seems impossible. Yeah. It seems like it
0: seems like when <laughs> You know what that seems like to me is that moment in high school when the teacher was like, all right, pair up into groups. We're going to do a six-month project. Oh, and you're like, fuck. And you're like, I don't want to get Eric. And then you get Eric, and he's just like, all right, so you're doing all this for me, right? That's what it feels like it's yeah. going to be if you if you just get with some some random person and be like, oh, they're looking for uh, somebody to do podcasts with.
1: I want to do podcasts too. And I think it's the reason why most podcasts don't survive after – like three episodes. Yeah, is that you find out real quick that, uh, I mean it's fun, but like I'd rather have my Saturday. <laughs> and it and only, you don't get it. And it only takes one of you to say that. Yeah. You know. And if you're both not committed to it and committed to each other, then it's just not going to happen. Like I think the statistics on on podcasts, it like ninety percent of them don't get past three episodes. Yeah, we are.
0: We're definitely in a, in a very, it, it, I mean, it is elite echelon, quote unquote, but in the same way that, you know, good horror movies are, are right. good, not right. bad. You right. know, it's like, there's so many that are dead. Yeah. Um, I got, I got another upset for you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there was a point where we were really thinking about and wanting to, uh, uh, Introduce and host movies at a local movie theater. Yeah, and uh, and there just so happened to be another podcast in the area that was doing exactly that, and it was defunct.
1: Yeah, the guy who was doing it hadn't put out an episode in like four or five months. Yeah, because like his
0: partner ditched on him after something like forty episodes, and so we were like, "Oh, we got this guy has an in, and maybe he could be in on our podcast, and then he could like show show us how right. we, how." to do it and and we could start a partnership with him but he ended up being um
1: a gigantic flake a big flake flaky flake flaky mcflakerson because he said he was going to come on the podcast and I three or think the, two or three times two or three times and every time he just it just never happened and eventually he found another co-host or found his old co-host to come back and i think they're Doing episodes on the regular? Yeah, it's
0: well. I mean, last I checked,
1: which was a couple
0: months ago, they were, Um, and it was a new, it was a a different um, co-host.
1: But they're still doing, doing the monthly horror movie event at Kiggins in in Vancouver, Washington. And uh, I mean, that's still something that, in the back of my mind, I'd like us to do some kind of live event. Yeah, Um, I think that'd be. I think I mean I think that's the uh, the obvious Mm. next step. It's um, just hard for the time commitment and the like figuring out the logistics of it. It is sure is daunting. Where we're we're still a, we're in a really good steady state with, with the production that we have right now and stage fright too, man. Like, yeah, I don't I, like you've been on stage probably a lot more than I have. Um, but boy, I I don't know. I just, yeah. get, it I makes still, my butthole
0: wiggle Think thinking about getting up on stage.
1: Listening to older horror movie talk episodes, I realize how and right now, how stilted I am and how awkward I am. But it doesn't bother me while I'm talking. Like, if I was on stage doing this, it probably wouldn't bother me that much. Um, you sound you sound more natural, but you would be really bothered if you're in front of a lot of people. We're very different in that regard. We talked about this a couple weeks
0: ago, which is like, like if... <laughs> Like if I want to do something, then it just it just happens. Like I yeah. I w- I just want to do it so badly that everything else goes away. I, right. Like I don't have any worry about it. Uh-huh. But if I don't want to do something, I really don't want to do that thing more than anything else. Uh-huh. I'm terrified of it. Like I just I recoil.
1: Yeah, this is specific to networking and approaching people about. Our podcast, because every time we go to a theater and see a movie, there's like, you know, not a lot of people, but there's probably like 10 or 12 people that we could say, hey, if you like horror movies, it's usually opening night. And there are people who are passionate about seeing this movie, like check out our horror movie podcast. You know, here's here's our card. Check us out. We'll we'll have a review on this next Wednesday. And we almost never do that. Bryce. And if we do, it's usually Bryce. And it's always I always feel like it's a missed opportunity and I always feel like guilty for not doing it and I don't want to do it that's the thing I don't want to do it but I will force myself into doing it if I hype myself up enough and if there's presented an opportunity that it's not just me walking up to them and handing it if you're like hanging out outside the theater and people are kind of waiting for someone else and you're like hey do you like the movie you know, opening it that way.
0: Give me the heebie-jeebies right now. David hates Freaking that out.
1: idea. He's like wincing right now, even like because he's worried about. Like, um, I don't know. You know, imposing himself or coming off as too self-promotional. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's you know like what it, it is? Enters in. It enters into like sales speak kind of thing. You know what it is?
0: It's that same thing where. Like, like, oh, you know, it's so cool to have little kids uh-huh. because now I get to go to parks. <laughs> right. <laughs> now I get to go to parks and and actually like I can play on the toys and right. stuff like that. I can swing on the swing. But if I didn't have a little kid with me and I went to a park, like everyone there would be like, which kid is yours? And I'd be like, uh, I'm just just hanging out. And people yeah. would be like, what the fuck? are you doing here? And I'd I'd be like, are you a pedophile? And I'd be like, no, I'm not a pedophile. I just like parks. You know, like it's just, it's just one of these things where I feel like an intruder who's
1: not welcome. Right. And so that's like, David is much more like out the door and like, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. and uh Ugh. i'm more like oh uh, shouldn't we yeah i don't want to either let's go but then <laughs> but then the uh the opposite example of that is we went and saw midsummer and there was that group of people wearing the the cult, the, the cult uniforms of like the the robes and the yeah and the flower headdresses and David was all over that. He was like, hey, can we get a picture together? Hey, we're a horror movie podcast, and so we love what you're doing, blah, blah, blah. He was, like, just totally... I was so excited. Like, just chummy and, like, figuring out how to do it because he wanted that thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I he, really did. He wanted the thing. And, like, that's just... The most I could think of is, like, these people probably like the podcast. We should tell them about the podcast. But getting a picture with them was that's, that's my, that's my personal hell. Why? I don't know. Just making, making a thing happen is hard for me. Making a thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair.
0: Anyway. So that, that's how we're handicapped
1: and R worded. Um, other lessons learned. I had, I had something. Um, Oh yeah. So how gratifying it is to see subscriber numbers grow uh, oh, or yeah. downloads grow. It's, it's this is the probably I don't know what's going to happen when it truly plateaus or goes down. I don't know what we'll do with ourselves cuz that's basically one of the reasons why we've lasted the a whole year is that we're not huge but we consistently get more downloads every month, every month. Yeah. It's, it's an addiction to, to numbers. Right.
0: You know, that's, I mean, and, and I, I have that addiction anyway, but when it's something I own, it's like, Whoa, Oh, wow. Look at at this thing I did or, or, or we did. And, uh, and yeah, you know, if it starts to be honest with you, if it starts going down, it's just going to it's just really going to poke me into like, OK, what do we got to do? What do we to right. change? How do we do like, you know, and um,
1: yeah, there's there's a certain amount of paranoia around that. I know we had down months in February and March of this year and that that kind of sucked. It did suck. That was like, what are we doing? And, you know, it really motivated us to. Try to shift some some things around or figure out okay what's working and what's not. I don't remember really what came out of that you know necessarily you know what
0: what brought us out of that was Keith, like Keith's blog on pet cemetery that's right, just fucking annihilated like like by the way, that's another strange left field thing that happened was uh i i found i i was surfing through reddit one of the horror subreddits and there was this guy on there just posting these elaborate explanations on his thoughts and his and i would, i was like damn this dude is just crazy about writing about horror movies and so i just sent him a, a private message and uh i was like hey do you want your stuff like published on a on a website and he's like I mean, what do I got to do? <laughs> it's like, I mean, if you just write the way you're writing, I'll, I'll do what I, whatever I can to get it on our, our site, and, uh, and he's been, he's been great. You know, right now he's working on a child's play blog, and, uh, and it's been great to get to know Keith and to have him write for us because he's super talented in, yeah. in that regard,
1: and he cares a lot about it. Yeah, in terms of like growth and what's helped downloads i think that child's or sorry that pet cemetery old versus new yeah blog post has gotten us probably more downloads than anything we've done for sure yeah. just from sparking interest in the website and so that's one lesson learned is and this is something that we kind of assumed from the beginning but was verified is that the website is actually pretty important for Visibility, yeah. Because um, if you don't put good show notes on, you're not going to be in Google, and if you're not in Google, people just aren't going to come across your stuff
0: as not, much. Not nearly as frequently. I mean, it's a much. It's
1: just going to be a much slower build. Yeah, I mean, definitely the ones that we see um, more downloads on are the ones where the post is Huge. is performing better. Yeah in search so like and some kind of ones that are surprising like the wind is doing really well
0: yeah and it's hard to know it's hard to know exactly why that is right yeah is it which drives wet right because because it just so happens that the the ones that perform well uh we we should probably talk about this elsewhere because this is so like nitty-gritty like numbers stuff but the, one, the ones that perform well are either the ones with like high search volume, uh-huh. right? Which are the ones that people really care about that year, right? right? So like Pet Cemetery, Us, Midsummer, right? Or they're such indie pieces that any of the tra- that you, that it's easy to rank for, and that n- n- not many people there's not much competition out there for it, right? Right. So it's like either you're you're doing like a like a Costco strategy of just volume. Uh-huh. Or you're doing a you're getting so specific into like this small movie that it's easy to it's easy to rank for that. And any traffic that that is out there for that, you're catching a a big piece of.
1: Right. And also a pretty big factor is if it's streaming on the regular, like if people come across yeah. it on streaming services. Yes. They'll they'll look it up. Um, the ones that what, what it's like, the connective tissue of the episodes that don't perform well. Like I think, think people don't care about it. Yeah, I think a lot of new releases that are just mediocre just are the worst ones that perform.
0: Yeah, like, uh, like the like Slender Man. The the actually Slender Man has a little bit of name recognition, so it's kind of like people like, "What is that movie like?" But as soon as they see, like, it's such an easy thing to throw away. Oh, it was bad. Happy Death
1: Day to you was like a really low performer. Mm -hmm. Like. Just no one cared about that movie because, I don't know. I thought more people would care about that movie. I had, I had heard a lot about Happy Death Day before yep. that, but no one cared. Prodigy didn't get much attention. Um, just kind of mediocre. The Little Stranger was surprisingly hard to rank yeah, for. Yeah, Little Stranger is, like, impossible to rank for for some reason. And but And that one's like... You would think it'd be a hole in one. Yeah, that that was the other takeaway that early on is that we've learned that art house horror movies perform pretty well. Yeah. for us, like new release art house horror movies, um, do really well. Anyways, this is probably boring for for listeners, but interesting for us. the The other lessons learned is just the movies that we don't want to review. That that's maybe what we <laughs> what we're taking away from. What doesn't perform well is that, well, people people don't really want us to talk about mediocre or bad movies, really. Right, and we don't want to either. Yeah, so we're, we're we kind of lean away from that. Um, you know, I'd still I'd still appreciate seeing a truly terrible movie, but it's got to be it's got to like, be child's play twenty nineteen. It's got to be like the amusing one that <laughs> yeah. people love. So right. like pieces we haven't released yet, but that's one of those. Yeah. That's just actually terrible. Yeah. Um Pieces is but for those of you who
0: don't know, Pieces is a is an eighties early eighties slasher flick involving <laughs> the goofiest bullshit you've ever seen. It's on Shudder. It's streaming on Shudder. I believe right now and uh we we re- we reviewed it many months ago. Um it's just sitting the review is just sitting in the wings but very uh in the vein of uh Basket Case and yeah. uh these you know these Goofy sleepaway sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. These goofy 80s kind of like quaint horror movies.
1: Yeah. I think of the ones that I've heard feedback about listening to, I think people really liked our review of Sleepaway Camp. I wonder why I think was it because of the tragic boating accident? Yeah, <laughs> because it's just fun to, to listen to. And the other one is, uh, I mean, I even heard some pretty good things about Gremlins too. The, the most recent. Yes. One we've released.
0: I think it's because people hold already hold them in high regard. They're yeah. like, oh, boy, I remember
1: Gremlins, too. Yeah. Um, I think the last gr- like super big lesson learned and gratifying thing is uh, communicating with people on Facebook. I I don't think I can express how amazing it feels to have people talk to us. It's like a Christmas present every time about either just saying a simple thing like, Hey, I like your podcast. Yeah. I've, I've listened to, I started listening like, and here's like a little thing that I wanted to say to you is I, I can't describe how invigorating yeah. That is and how excited we get to interact with people about horror movies. This is one of the things that I pulled from the first episode. Um and this is something that you talked about at the end of the episode. We'll be coming up with more episodes. <laughs> To be determined <laughs> yeah this is still this is still new to us so if if if
0: if you have any feedback if 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 you listened to us, please let us know you know we're we're excited we're doing this because we genuinely love watching horror movies, and we know that plenty of others others do yeah. um and um really, I would just be thrilled if if I could just get a dialogue going with other people about stuff that I love and
1: Yeah, and and that's, I think that's happened. Like, we, it's still not super frequent. Like, we're definitely not overloaded by any comments that we receive. And we're not a huge podcast, but, you know, probably a couple things a week. Yeah. Talking with people just about horror movies or like getting recommendations or saying, like, haha, I appreciated like this or this is my comment about that.
0: And we have like, we have like super fans in other countries. Yeah. Like, shout out to Magnus. Like, damn. Like, there's a few... I know I'm going to forget some people. I just remember Magnus because, Uh I mean, he talks to us very frequently. And and, he looks like an Adonis. And his... Yeah, and his name's Magnus. How could... I mean, that's pretty... But anyway, but, you know, we get people from... Like, we had somebody from Bulgaria be like, hey, I love it. And it's like, wait, wait, how do you... Wait, I need more. You know, and then on Terrified, Terrified is an Argentinian movie. And, you know, in the in the episode, we were like, what's the deal with this movie? Like, why is it have this weird focus on water? And we put it out there and somebody caught back to us from Argentina and they were like, oh, dude, the water here is questionable. Everybody's like iffy on the water here. So that makes perfect sense why this movie would be like, you know, why the evil could potentially come from the Mm -hmm. water is because that shit's not. Yeah, not okay here. And it's like, oh, wow. Wait, you're from Argentina. Wait is there more Argentinian horror out there? And he's like, eh.
1: Yeah, I remember talking to another podcaster, and they kind of, they on the regular talk on their podcast about like, hey, we got listeners from Bulgaria or something. Yeah. And we're just kind of rolled our eyes early on. But we're totally that now, because it's like, holy cow, there's someone from, you know, there's steady, Afghanistan or yeah, something. Listening steady listenership in like, England, in
0: all, all of the, all of the Norse countries, in Australia, there's a shout out to Australia. I haven't heard from any of you, but I know you're listening. So yeah,
1: thanks. You know, like I really, India, like, yeah, there's, I think the other takeaway is that there's probably a lot of uh, military bases around the world that people will find us on because there's definitely countries that have no English speakers. Well, I don't, I can't say that, but. I would not assume would be interested in listening to an English speaking podcast right that we're we get listeners from. So yeah, that's the other gratifying thing that we love. Um I know one lesson not learned is I still haven't figured out that I need to turn up the volume when we introduce ourselves. Well that's sometimes. Mostly it's Brendan's fault. Oh yeah. Brendan. Brendan, that motherfucker. Brendan. Here's a from our second episode this is the first occurrence of of this phenomenon i'm david day i'm Bryce
0: hansen <laughs> <laughs> yeah that uh, that hasn't changed
1: much no that's exactly for, the same
0: it's a, that's but that's a quaint kind of like a little cornerstone like yeah. i kind of like it personally the unprofessionalism
1: all right, should we uh, should we finish it up with the ads
0: yeah so we got we got a few of our favorite ad I don't know if you guys noticed but we have a lot of different sponsors that sponsor us at the start of every show and Brennan reads all of them and um, and so we just compiled a short list of uh, some of some of Bryce's favorite some of my favorite and some of uh, Brennan's favorite
1: yeah I've got I've got a bunch let's why don't you pick your top Three. Okay, rank it from three to one. So you're number three. We got shit show
0: horror movie talk. Brought to you by the newest podcast on the market, shit show. Shit show brings you two dumb idiots talking about stupid shit that virtually anyone could think up. Shit show leaves audiences of virtually twelve people underwhelmed and begging for an end support shit show today by clicking through the link to amazon at the top of their website shit.showtoday shit show it'll leave you wondering if they let just anyone do this stuff i really shit show is a, is a great show that i support fully i'm on their top tier patron uh-huh. niche. I, I go like i donate more than the tier um i donate like a 100 bucks a month to shit right. show yeah. I, I really enjoy them a lot
1: that one, I don't know why that one just resonates with me too. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's uh, it's definitely there's something about it, right? We were you were probably definitely in a place in your life when you got that sponsor.
0: Yeah, I was definitely in
1: a place. Uh-huh. Okay, my number three. Here we go. Is uh, I have a lot of box ads. Yeah, you really the box
0: people, the big box has come at you hard. <laughs> And, and they are offering um, yeah.
1: all kinds of money to you. Here's a, here's the one that sticks with me. Big box. Probably the most. Number three is... This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Blartbox. Everyone loves Paul Blart Mall Cop. And now you can get a weekly subscription box to exclusive Paul Blart Mall Cop swag. Each box comes stuffed with Blart-themed shirts and bobbleheads, along with a copy of Paul Blart Mall Cop or Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 on DVD to add to your collection or to share with friends and family. Sign up yourself or your loved ones to Blart Box today. Enter HMT at checkout to get a free Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 fanny pack. I don't know why Blart Box didn't take off. I don't either. I mean, everyone loves those movies. It's really fun to hear Brennan
0: uh, say Blart so many times. (laughs) Yeah, and, and and say it with the the with the um, what do you call it uh, the blart box, right? Mm-hmm. So it's two Bs together. Mm-hmm. What do you call alliteration? That? Alliteration, thank
1: you. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could say a monthly subscription box that delivers the same two movies to you over and over again, in addition to other swag like, but it's the same movie every time. That. I guess that kind of doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But you want to share it with your friends and family. Right.
0: Yeah, maybe it's just a one-off subscription box or a two-off subscription box. So my uh, second favorite, uh, so we did my third favorite, which was Shit Show. My second favorite is, um, boy, what what was my? Stand Down. Oh, yeah. Um, These guys are great. Um, If you're a fan of Stand Up, Sit Down Desks, Stand Down Desks, are what you should uh, check out. This is my second favorite. This week's episode brought to you by Stand Down Desks. The stand-up, sit-down desks that will make you wonder why you ever thought you could stand at a desk. We've all seen trendy hipster companies with skinny, beautiful people standing behind desks that are four feet off the ground. Well, now you can believe that you can stand behind a desk and look that good, too, with stand-down desks. Experience the shame and self-loathing that comes with standing for 20 minutes before admitting defeat and pressing the oversized down button to put your desk at a normal height. You know, the height where you sit, you fat piece of shit. Stand down, the only way to admit defeat. Visit sdd.com and enter HMT at checkout to admit defeat today. That's, that's so real. It's, it almost hurts me. Yeah. It's because I have one of those at work and it is not always in the up position. It is frequently in the down position. Yeah. I really like the feature on the stand down desks, which is the oversized down button. Yes. I mean it's just basically like like you can karate
1: chop it. And I think it like has the the dump truck beeping up sound <laughs> on it. <laughs> beep beep <coughs> beep just so everyone in the office knows that oh. you don't you're not really a stander. Is that a stand down desk? Yeah. I the the <laughs> desk that all that we record at or that I'm sitting at while we record, is a sit-stand desk. Holy shit, I didn't even know that. You didn't even know that? (laughs) Uh, It took me... It's probably been broken... It had been broken (laughs) for like five months before I realized it. Mm. Like, it's... Yeah, it's not really working well. Okay, my number two is... uh, I've never seen that in the up position. (laughs) Yeah. My number two is this one, and I think we've actually used this twice. It's, it's one of my favorites. Okay. This episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Beats, Mother Nature's oldest prank on humankind. Straight from the ground to your table, to your stool. Nothing makes you relive the past 24 to 48 hours quite like Beats. Introducing unsuspecting millions to the existential dread of internal bleeding since time immemorial. Buy Beats today at your local grocer. Beats is truly nature's cruelest prank yeah beats was great I think I love that because while Brennan was reading it mm-hmm. I think we were really laughing at his delivery he'd really uh, beats there's a lot of like failed takes of Brennan yeah saying beats you goofball guy don't yeah. look at me like that you Yeah, cra- Yo, you're a crazy fuck Okay, what's your
0: number one? My number one is um, is when Neverland Ranch sponsored the show, mm-hmm. yeah, or Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland, the yeah. documentary, yeah, yeah. This show brought to you by the new hit documentary Leaving Neverland. Experience the childlike joy and wonderment that only Michael Jackson's legendary Neverland Ranch, coupled with his childlike hospitality, can bring. Endure the love that only the King of Pop could bestow upon the supple skin of young men. Madonna had this to say about the film. I don't know, I haven't seen the film, but I guess it would be people recounting actual events, but then, of course, people sometimes lie. Right. Because grown men so commonly talk about how an older man stared into their butthole as children while jacking off. At the end, you'll be so glad you got to leave Neverland, you might forget that some people never get to. I'd just like to point out that those were Madonna's actual words. Yeah. You heartless <laughs> bitch. <laughs> like, Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I love your music and stuff, but you are a bad person, objectively. <laughs> Watch the watch the documentary, not to say not to say that this is a, a an actual crucifixion of of Michael Jackson, but uh,
1: yeah, boy, it's alarming how much that I still see. Just collectively, everyone's kind of still turning the other yeah, just like, turning away from it because I definitely still hear Michael Jackson songs on the radio oh yeah boy can and he dance every time i hear it i'm i think of finding neverland i'm like i can't really yeah love this at uh, the way i did before the way i did before yeah. okay my number one and this is a rare rare occurrence where extra production is brought into it so bravo brennan good job brennan um this is cat box this episode of Horror Movie Talk brought to you by Cat Box, a subscription box that delivers a new kitten to your doorstep every month. Experience the joy of kitten ownership over and over again. Or give the gift of kittens. Are you always wondering what birthday gift you should buy your reclusive aunt that smells like ammonia? Well, wonder no more. Listen to this satisfied customer of Cat Box.
0: I love my Catbox!
1: Go to PussyLife.biz to sign up today. Use the coupon code HMT at checkout to get free air holes. You, you really, you, Brendan really caught the franticness of a house that's filled with gas. <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, that was recorded live in an actual customer's house. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, all the feet moving around, you could just hear all the... (laughs) And that's probably the best deal deal for our customers, to get air holes put in the actual box.
0: I mean, yeah. It depends on what your purpose for cat boxes, right? Because if your purpose is to love the cats, then you definitely want the air holes. If the purpose is to, like, feed your pet python, maybe no air holes. Right. Right.
1: So um so those those are my top three i've got a couple um i've got several also rans that are of note that aren't aren't my favorite but I wanted to bring up do them. um here's one of yours that we pulled one of uh one that of the i know ones. i know this is one of your favorites okay um maybe not in the top three maybe this was the top one but you forgot horror
0: movie talk is brought to you by the pan inverse phase detraction by switch switch has done their due diligence when it comes to customer satisfaction in the electronic wingle timing loss arena and their new product pan inverse phase detraction really scratches that itch and leaves customers saying boy i don't even miss the flapping ion transmissions quality reactive current is altered and modulated to unilateral flip-on cardinal gram meters with the advent of turbo encabulation we have really reduced the psionic viscosity of vulvodonic pre-famulated ambulonic tristopan wind casings. Pan inverse phased attraction by switch when you absolutely need to know what's going on. That that is a well that will never run dry. Yeah, it's a it's a very. Pan-inverse phased attraction is one of those things that's just, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. And there's another commercial by a similar company earlier in our run. Yeah,
1: it was, um, it was like the additive. Pandextrosity or
0: something like that. They start with pan a lot.
1: Yeah. Which in Latin means all, right? Uh, Or universal uh, or something. all inclusive. Brandon, look that up. Here's my, uh, here's one of my favorites. Okay. That, uh, it was really hard for Brennan to deliver this one. Okay. But I think it's one of our best products that we've, that we pushed. T- Taglines is
0: being brought to you by one of our sponsors. Manxipads. No,
1: no, no. It's, it's man-xy pads. Manxipads. pads. No. Man. Pads, Mang. It's like maxi pads, except with man in front of it.
0: Man-ski pad. Mang. Man. Uh,
1: we'll, uh, we'll fix it in post. Go ahead. Okay.
0: Ma- mang-ski <laughs> pads. Keep your taint fresh and dry for the ladies with man-ski pads. I started using man-ski pads, and I'm never going back. Man- man-ski pads. Man-ski pads. man see, man No, just go ahead. <laughs> get a taint as dry as a baby's forehead with manxy pads. Perfect. It lifts and separates your taint. <laughs> I forgot all about mansky pads.
1: Manxy pads? man Manxy pads. Manxi pads. 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 Manxy pads.
0: i f- man, um they had some great copy on that one.
1: Yeah. You know, they're uh it's just a hard product to say. That that might be why it didn't take off. But really, it's a product that's needed. I it mean, is. My taint is, dude. It's just a jungle. It's like the. It's like a swamp right yeah. now. Right um, now. So that's a good product. Didn't take off just because terrible name. Man, pads. Well, it's easy for me to say. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with Brandon. He's well. I mean, he's 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 overloaded. We and do one of my favorites is whenever Brennan, you know, really puts on the uh, the accent and this is this is one of those that i'm really proud that we sponsored.
0: Today's tagline is brought to you by Ruble Shave Club. You don't need fancy speed-themed multi-razor, shave soviet way with USSR surplus razor. Why waste 98.5 cent on competitor product with redundant blades and capitalist agenda when our razor just as good. Just rub off rust on state issued pants and wet with vodka. Is good enough. Sign
1: up for Ruble Shave Club today. Is mandatory. It is mandatory. I mean, it is. I mean, Brennan, it is a little culturally insensitive, but I mean, I appreciate the effort.
0: We don't have many listeners in Russia, but if we do, I I do apologize. But that is the agenda of Ruble Shave Club. Yeah, they they were specifically asking for, um, you know, that
1: accent. Yeah, and we obliged. That's true. Uh, um, they only accept rubles, though, so you got to get here. Yeah, you got to get down to the transfer. exchange, and it has to be mailed in snail mail every
0: month. I mean, or so, you could just allow them access to your to your intranet. You know, they'll yeah. they're all over that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. They're really up with that, but I mean, that comes with certain mm-hmm. certain risks, mm-hmm. also certain rewards, and
1: they have like a really really deep deep discount for for. Uh, government workers
0: yeah i've heard that i can't confirm it a lot of those people end up going missing um pretty quickly Mm -hmm.
1: or you know they or vacations maybe they're just on long vacations in the dirt maybe they just got you know after they're so clean shaven with ruble shave clubs razors they just get promoted or or find an outside job in the civilian world it's like that um it's
0: shaver that they were selling on um, on SNL where the first three blades take away um, you know the stubble right and then the fourth and fifth blade uh, take away that pesky layer of of, uh, skin and then the sixth and seventh or eighth or ninth uh, blade start chipping away at the bone right yeah (laughs) and so eventually the idea is
1: just shave yourself away yes you're gone uh Lots of other ads, lots of other great sponsors. That you know, we don't want to be one of those places that just stuffs our show full of ads. But you know, we love having great sponsors, and I think it keeps our our listeners. I think it piques their interest early on. Yeah, I think that's well. We have a really good we're we do a really good job of targeting our listeners. Like we're, they're only ads that you're going to care about. Right. I mean, we have a lot of. You know, people that are arsonists and Paul Blart, mall cop fans, and you know, and have uh, sweaty taints.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you wouldn't believe the amount of listeners we have that have sweaty
1: taints. That is the most common comment that I have on social media. Is thank you so much for Manse pads, yeah. that it's changed my life. My taint is drier than a desert. My rash is gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big, it's a big relief off of people's
0: taints. Um, so I will say this if you enjoyed today's episode, uh, you will flippin' love our, our Patreon, uh, podcast, which is the called the Afterpod. And, uh, y- almost every single time we record a, uh, every single week we release a, patreon afterpod so hop on over there pay the five bucks or if we're into tears now uh hop on a tier and get access to the afterpod because we just leave the mics running and talk about our day and t- and w- usually we try and throw in one or two really uh interesting funny or scary weird stories about our lives so yeah
1: thank you so much for being a listener of for horror movie talk a whole year yeah that one guy whoever you are (laughs) uh please you know i know this was a little self-indulgent for an episode but it was something that we needed to celebrate and i hope there's some listeners out there that are celebrating with us yeah because you've helped us grow um you've supported us you've talked with us uh shared the love of horror and shared the amusement about terrible horror movies um I'm looking forward to another year of of hilarious and scary movie reviews and uh please share the podcast with a friend that's the one thing we can point to that is helping us grow that is the way we grow keeps us motivated um again july so so far even before releasing this episode is our best month ever yeah in the history of the podcast so we want to keep being able to say that, so please share the podcast with a friend, and uh, leave a rating on iTunes um, if you're an iTunes person, or I guess it's called Apple Podcasts now. I don't know. I, I, I th- keep I keep not I keep calling it iTunes, but it's been Apple Podcasts for a while. It has it because mine on my computer still says iTunes.
0: I type in iTunes to get to it. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, do that. We love you. We really appreciate being around for a year and we really appreciate any any support you guys can give us or just even just talking to us. We really we really do appreciate that. So with that, this is David Day and Bryce Hansen signing out for 1 year of horror movie talk. Here's to the next year. Cheers, guys.
1: Bye.
0: Mm-hmm. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Tom York and Bjork are on a conclusion course and the only <laughs> okay let's start that again I, lo- I, lo- I love the idea that the- that Dom Hall- Dom Hall looks so much like Tom York to me it's ridiculous no way man. oh man he looks just the same I and the gr- and the lead actress looks just like Bjork <laughs> oh,
1: to man. me they I was that just like that is a bizarre I could not disagree more okay
0: well, I mean, your your favorite band ever is is Radiohead, right?
1: But how could you? They're both gingers. They're both British. Tom York is not a ginger. He's he's not not a ginger. He no, he is not a ginger.
0: He uh, we'll agree to disagree. Absolutely not. I <laughs> agree to disagree. You know, I mean, this is just one of. The, oh, there's no way to know. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs>
1: All right, anyways, we'll accept the premise of all your right, tagline right. and
0: then proceed. Tom York and Bjork are on a collision course, uh, uh, and the only road to redemption is through the house that Hall built. Join us this summer for The Little Stranger. Hall? Wasn't the house named Hall? No, it's Hall called, House? It's called Hundreds Hall. Hundreds Hall? I thought it was Hall House. No. Ah, So that...
1: It ruined my whole tagline. There's many things that ruined that tagline. <laughs> that was a... I will not,
0: I won't stand for these wild allegations. (coughs)